And now it's time for Half Hour to Health. Sit back, relax, and find out how you can live a better life. Here's your host for Half Hour to Health, Dr. Stephanie. I'm with Dr. Brooke from Crossroads Chiropractic, and we are here today to encourage you to be a quitter in 2024. Yeah, be a quitter. There's some things that we need to leave in 2023. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. All right, what are you going to quit? Um, there's a handful of things. I really like this mindset shift between, you know, trying not to add too much to your plate, Mm -hmm. but by removing things from your life, your day-to-day life, the things that you're doing, your habits that don't need to stick and they are harmful for my day. So I know I'm really trying to decrease my social media time. That's a hard one to quit. It's really hard to quit, but it's something that I know I can limit and that will allow me to have more time in my day to do other things. So, I read a really crazy stat on social media. If you use social media three hours or more per day, you're twice as likely to suffer from anxiety or depression. It just makes sense. It's really unfortunate, but it makes sense. I'm scrolling for far more than I want to admit. And you find yourself comparing your life or your physique or, you know, all these different aspects of life to what's on somebody else's social highlight. And it's really just the highlight reel. It's not what's actually happening in their day-to-day life, but it's really hard to get. You can get really trapped in that narrative and in that app. So what are some things that you can do to maybe limit how social media is interfering with your life? Are there any strategies other than just becoming aware of how much you're using it and trying not to? Definitely becoming aware. I think there's a lot of mindset switches that you can create to help your mind better um, absorb this information, but realize that that's just that person's highlight reel and that that's not the common day-to-day life that they're living. But also, I really like productivity apps, which really show you your amount of screen time. Um, If you're someone like me that might spend a little bit of time joyfully scrolling Pinterest, which is I'm, I think beneficial for myself, not like scrolling Instagram or Facebook um, that, you know, I'm reading things or I'm listening to an audiobook, And so my screen time is kind of high. It's higher than what I would think. But when you break it down in those productivity apps, it shows you how much time you're spending on each social media app, as well as you can create some limits for yourself. So set it as 20 minutes or 30 minutes and see how quickly you use that in a day. It really helps you. Um, really rediscover the value and the time that you spend on these social apps. Now, I've also turned off my notifications on social media. Yes, that's a huge one. I don't have any notifications on, which is great. It's not as easy to swipe and just open that app on your phone. To have it interrupt your life. Yep. So we're talking about being a quitter in 2024. Screen time also kind of goes along with social media in general and using your phone, but... Being on your laptop, watching TV, all of the screens that become a time suck. Such a time suck. And are they keeping you from getting off the couch and exercising? Are they keeping you from interacting with your kids or your loved ones? Yeah, friends and family doing those board games instead. Board games? You remember board games? (laughs) Does anybody play board games anymore? I I don't know. should. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So being a quitter in 2024, now this one is one that I feel like is always been there quitting smoking but also quitting vaping yes more and more kids are Are vaping vaping. it's really 
kind of a, a scary thing at how many kids have taken to vaping and their parents might not even know because know. they've concealed it. I remember back when I was in high school and middle school, that was when vaping came out and it became really apparent to all of us that these vape companies were marketing specifically to kids and young adults, especially with their flavor choices, you know, cotton candy, cereal milk, like this is not your mint or nicotine flavored <laughs> vaping products. These were really specifically targeted to um, also be associated with those sugar addictions and really just meant for for young adults and kids which is really unfortunate when I go into schools and I talk about the effects of smoking and vaping I show kids what pictures of lungs look like you know the healthy young nice white and pink lungs versus the black lungs that have uh, accumulated tar and buildup and smoke and all of these chemicals that we're not meant to be ingesting. But I recently had it to add in, you know, the conversation around vaping and what that looks like, because we truly don't know what the lasting effects of vaping are. And we are kind of the guinea pigs because we don't, somebody who's been vaping is not 65 yet. There are no long-term studies yet. There are no long-term studies. You're long -term part of the long-term study you if you're vaping. are, yes. And so that's a lot of my education to kids wraps around as well as how a lot of uh, we're seeing that people who vape can have spontaneous lung collapsing um, or rupture which is absolutely painful wouldn't wish that on anybody and is um, really hard if any to be able to heal from and so knowing that there are impacts that could happen with this. Talk to your kids yeah. about vaping if you haven't had the conversation yet. One in 20 Americans vape, and there's been an increase of 1,800% in the last year. That's crazy. So it's catching on, if you will. 14% um, of high school students and 3% of middle school students report using e-cigarettes. And those are the ones that are admitting to it in the survey. So it probably is higher than that. So mm -hmm. it's a conversation to have. And if you are doing it, Choose that as something to quit here in 2024. <laughs> also on our list of things to quit in 2024, artificial sweeteners. Yeah, So many people want to give up sugar, but they end up replacing their sugar with, with an artificial chemicals. chemical mm -hmm. sweetener. And those have detrimental Re effects too. Yeah, repercussions in our body. Our body, again, another thing that we're not really meant to ingest. Right? So... Any poison in a small amount is still a poison. So mm -hmm. the pink packets, the sweet and low, yep. um, saccharin, if you read the small label for many years, I don't know if the, the small label is still there or not, but it, it could cause bladder cancer in rats cancer. Mm -hmm. Is it was the label. I haven't yep. picked up a sweet and low packet in a, a while, so I assume that that may I don't cause know cancer. If it's still there. I, I think that somehow they removed it. Yeah, I think only in California they have to label it on the shelf. As a, as a carcinogen. As a carcinogen. And then there's the the equal, which is the blue packets. Blue packets, yep. And that one is associated with issues with the thymus gland mm -hmm. um, and then some other endocrine disruptors. Yep. yep. And also associated with uh, lupus-like and MS-like symptoms, so neurological conditions. Wow. And they were seeing that um, in overseas troops that were having diet soda that had sat out on the pallets in the heat. And it degrades into formaldehyde. 
Wow. Yeah, at 90-something degrees, which it, it was interesting as I was reading about it. It was lower than your body temperature when it degrades into formaldehyde, formaldehyde. which wow. now makes sense why you may have some neurological Con- conditions, conditions that brought pop up, up brought yeah. up by excessive use of that artificial That's sweetener insane. and diet soda. It is. It's, it's a rabbit hole to go down. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, though, yeah. look at European research. American research, you know, here in America, we allow these artificial sweeteners to be in our foods and in our products. They are not banned, but they are in other countries. And so look at their literature and their research. Um, It is completely different narrative than what you can find from U.S. Department of Education and Food and Drug Administration here in America, which is really sad to say. But doing my own research was challenging because um, the United States will tell us that it's really safe and we're great. <laughs> but uh, you um, you open up any European um, article and it will tell you how artificial sweeteners suggest a link to a higher risk of stroke and heart disease and, and death over, overwhelmingly, as well as cancer, increased blood pressure, and adverse effects with pre existing mood disorders, as well as digestive issues, increased blood sugar levels, and um, causing diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Wow. So the list goes really, really on, on and on. So the one that if you had to give up your sugar and use something that didn't affect your blood sugar as much. Stevia is my go-to. Stevia, absolutely. And there's still some argument as to whether that might still somehow affect your blood sugar, especially Mm -hmm. for people with diabetes. But we will march on here in being a quitter because we could spend all day on artificial sweeteners. They're kind of my pet peeve. But be a quitter of soda in 2024. I've had so many practice members at Crossroads, and it's usually the men that just give up soda and they drop 30 pounds. Mm. It seems unfair, especially the women that struggle to lose weight, how quickly that men can make a shift and just drop the weight. Yep. Yep. But soda, one can of soda has 40 grams of refined sugar. If you've seen the pictures, it's hard to unsee. Mm-hmm. Um, that soda can is at least half full, just of sugar. Of sugar. The average American consumes 53 gallons of soda a year. That's horrific. There are 450 different soft drinks on the American market. Wow. I don't know that I could name them. I could maybe name five. Yeah, maybe <laughs> ten. So Coca-Cola back in 2000, this is an old stat, spent $204 million in advertising. So advertising works. <laughs> Americans consume a lot of soda. The average American kid consumes 500 cans of soda per year. Per year? That makes me cringe. That's more than one That's a more day. That's more than one a day. That's almost two days. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then the last thought on soda here I also found interesting. So in a fast food restaurant in the 1950s, a kid's soda was eight ounces Currently, a kid soda is 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. So a little bit Our of volume poison. has increased. Volume of poison has increased. Absolutely. I um, am not 
a product sponsor of Olipop, but I absolutely, <laughs> if you're looking for something to try to make the switch or make that transition a little bit easier for you, um, look for like kombucha. If you don't like the, the vinegar, or the, then, then maybe that's not for you, but I love Olipop. It's got some fiber in it. It's got the stevia that we talked about earlier, as well as two grams of naturally occurring sugar. And so your body, you know, is able to metabolize that and you do have a little bit of sugar to go into your bloodstream it's like 35 calories and i love it personally they've got a lot of different flavors try some sparkling water there are other things that you can do to to get a nice drink feeling (laughs) without (laughs) Without consuming all of the soda the sugar the chemicals the additives all the things so we're here talking about being a quitter in 2024 on half hour to health We have one more in the first half. Um, It's really going to lead us into the second half, which is all about mindset and -hmm. what you're doing and thinking. Um, Negative self-talk. Quit the negative self-talk. This could be a game changer for you in 2024. Yes. Out of all the things, if you can't drop the soda, maybe you'll still have have a better (laughs) awareness of life and express life higher if you're able to quit that negative self-talk and be your own best friend. It's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a fun game that you can enroll your family and friends and coworkers in. Um, and it's a rubber band that you put on your wrist. And if they catch you saying something out loud, negative about yourself or your skills, they're allowed to snap it on your wrist. Ooh. If you're not here for the trauma that that one has to bring, if you're trying to be more aware just internally too, you can um, wear a colorful wristband or um, what have you, something on your wrist. And every time you think of a negative thought internally, you catch yourself, switch it to the other arm and see how many times you're going back and forth throughout that day. It really helps me acknowledge how common it is for me to be um, you know, talking negatively about myself. And it just becomes, you become more aware, which is the end goal. Absolutely. Well, we've got to take a break. We will be right back here on the Pulse Network with Half Hour to Health. And now back to Half Hour to Health with your host, Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic. With Dr. Brooke, and we are talking about things that you could or should or might want to quit in 2024. This is such a cool trend. I mean, I don't know if if when you came up with this idea for our episode, you knew that this is a trend right now of the ins and outs. So like what's out and being left in 2023 and what's in going into 2024. All right. I really like it. I think it's very cool that we're um, understanding that going forward isn't always layering on all of the things doing this and doing this I'm going to do this this year and this and this and this but also removing the things that we don't need to do and eliminating stress and and energy that has been sucked Mm -hmm. so one thing that I think we could all do a little less of and it would make the whole world better quit complaining yeah complaining such a downer it is definitely an energy sucker and it causes you to focus on the negative Mm -hmm. and that just causes all those unhappy hormones and And then it's a habitual cycle it's a habitual cycle yeah being down looking at the negative if you're looking at the negative it's a heck of a lot easier to find things to complain about and things that aren't going your way and then you end up 
recruiting other people to complain with you Mm -hmm. like misery loves company yes yeah it's just so true sucks the whole room down Mm -hmm. so instead of complaining about things focus on the positive find what's good about it yep there's speak what you're grateful for give thanks for what you're grateful for and ask for more of it more gratitude less Mm -hmm. complaining now number seven on my list not that we've been counting but we're on number seven Quit spending time with the wrong people. Mm. Oh, it's a hard one. I love this one. I don't think there's anything that you could change your external environment so much that would change you internally. Mm. You know, rearranging my bedroom is not going to affect me in an internal standpoint as much as it would as making sure that I'm surrounding myself with quality people that are looking out for me and wanting the best for me and looking for success and elevating me to the level in which I want to be and operate in. That can be difficult if some of the people that are in your inner circle are relatives. Relatives, I know. I was people that live that. in your same household mm-hmm. or your coworkers. Yes. So, so there's a lot of deep layers to that. Of, there's a, a lot, lot of deepness of, to that one. Mm-hmm. But your social friends and your social circles, the people that you interact with on your social media, mm-hmm. those are easy to swap out. Yep. So if you've had a, a long-term friend and they've been around for many years, but they're not currently serving who you want to be in life, you don't have to cut them out completely, but maybe spend a little less time. Mm-hmm. to share with that person or bring that up to them too you know and and have that honest conversation have that honest conversation which is really challenging as well um but you at least give them that opportunity to rise to the occasion to continue to be your friend and be somebody that they want to surround themselves with i think that would be such a wake-up call to me personally if a friend of mine you know didn't feel like i was helping them be and become the best person and individual that they could be and that they didn't really um, want to spend their their free time and their their opportunities with me because of that it would be such a wake-up call to to advance myself and and really look internally as mm-hmm. to how I'm benefiting the people that I'm with and surrounding myself with as well as myself Somewhere along the line, I heard that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And it is so true. So true. So choose your people wisely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that you could consider quitting, this is another difficult one, but it's all on you. Quit being scared to make mistakes in 2024. Mm. Being fearful of making mistakes keeps you from making successes. Absolutely. It keeps you from taking chances. It, it keeps you from growing. And it's okay to fail because there's an opportunity for learning and bettering yourself through making mistakes. Yep. I think that's one thing that my social media has kind of created this niche for me. Is I see so many female entrepreneurs on my social media and my For You pages and whatnot is learning about all of these women who have taken the first step and not known what they were going to do or what that was going to look like for them and knowing that failure was, you know, a possibility but that it wasn't going to be their fate and, um, and still having that confidence to be able to go forth with their um, 
their life choices and the things mm-hmm. that they wanted to do. Just take the leap. Take the leap. It's really hard for me. I'm a firstborn perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> and you're an only child, so I'm an only child. you have. You so have I a raised lot of... a firstborn perfectionist. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you did. It serves us in ways. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I mean, we just in the second half of the show, just to have all the difficult, big things. Quit comparing yourself to others in 2024. Mm-hmm. Difficult to do, especially if you're scrolling social media, but even in real life, trying to keep up with the neighbors. Yep. Keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. It's been a thing for decades, even before social media. Yep. So My Tupperware is cooler than your Tupperware. <laughs> Better get a new You can all the kitchen bowl. gadgets. I don't have the kitchen gadgets. I can't cook. You can cook. Your house is always neat and pretty. Your grass is always greener. Yep. Yeah. Focus on what you've got, what you want to create, without referencing what the people around you have mm-hmm. and are doing. Mm-hmm. Get quiet. Get in your heart. Yeah. Figure out what actually makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And as we're reading through these things, I mean, maybe none of this resonates with you, but um, you can find what what things you want to leave in 2023 and what you're looking forward to and looking to make the most out of in 2023, 2024. Um, I know personally, I want to, you know, write down some of my goals and sit with a partner and really um, map out what we want and what we envision our next year to look like. And sometimes doing that and keeping your head down and getting quiet helps with that self-comparison and knowing that you have uh, the things that you're working towards too. Mm -hmm. It's okay to compare yourself with yourself. Yes. So that you're always getting better. Year yep. after year. Yeah. So that leads into my my tenth thing on the list of what to quit and in 2024, quit making unrealistic goals. Set some real goals mm-hmm. that you feel you can attain. Don't stretch yourself so far that you can't keep up with it past week two or week three in January. Yep. I think the the out for 2023 is is the piling on of goals and piling on of things that are unobtainable. And I think that it's really powerful when you do make obtainable goals and standards for yourself because you can hold yourself accountable. And when you show up for yourself, it makes it easier to show up for others. And it grows your self-esteem and self-confidence and self-worth when you're actually holding yourself accountable and doing the things that you're saying you're going to do versus layering on the goals and things that you're not going to be able to stick to. And that further depletes your self-image and confidence because you weren't able to maintain goals that you set for yourself. How are you supposed to show up and do the things that you told other people you were going to do? So I think it's it's really powerful. Okay. That's 2024. Things we're going to quit doing. There's there's probably another list of 10. We could totally come up with another list of 10. We're out of time. We're (laughs) out of time. The show today was sponsored by Crossroads Chiropractic. This month, you can have a complete exam with any necessary x-rays at our three locations in Pembroke, Meredith, or Epping. 
in 2024, make your spinal health a priority. We would love to be your family's chiropractor. Find us on the web at crossroadschiropractic.com or just give us a call, 603-575-9080. That's 603-575-9080. A complete exam with any necessary x-ray is just $59. Find out how chiropractic could help you be a healthier version of yourself here in 2024. Until next time, we wish you a happy, healthy, wonderful weekend and a very happy new year. We'll see you next time here on the Pulse Network. You've been listening to Half Hour to Health with Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic. Be sure to tune in next week right here on the Pulse of New Hampshire.